Hi, listeners. Before we get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, a decision that stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive health care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans, a decision that could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help, P-O-D-V-O-I-C-E-S dot help. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Thank you. Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast, except for this week when we are once again a die RPG podcast. I will be your humble, gentle, and kind GM, Daniel Anderlich, uwu. And with me today is Samson Davis. So I started working out for the first time in two months a couple days ago, and I've just spent the whole day not being able to fully bend my arms. <laughs> so. That's how I'm doing. Just wait until leg day and you regret having to poop. Leg day was today, so tomorrow morning I may not be able to get out of bed. Oh, I'm so sorry. Get your protein in because that's sometime balances it. Mm-hmm. Alex Finn. I just came from the gym and we had a fun, relaxing conversation about Bunny Girl Fran from Final Fantasy Twelve. If you know, you know. And Stace Babcock. My exercise this week, yes, this week, consisted of kickball yesterday. And really I mean, pretty good at kickball just for the record i just want that out there so that future generations <laughs> I'm know not good i'm good kickball. at kickball but samson you got to get some light activity in work out that lactic acid okay just do some light exercise you'll be all right i know i know i need a stretch i know i need to drink a lot of water but protein probably just gonna go play tears of the kingdom after this so and the best thing to do after leg day back when i participated in atrocious activities like leg day <laughs> just to go for a light run the next day just light jog Oh my god. Oh, running. Just a light jump. <laughs> I mean, like 20 minutes. 20 minutes more than I want that. That Eurovision song does make me want to run and also flail my arms in the sky and just be like, yeah. Although, regardless of leg day, you should run, not walk to the best dice rolling option <laughs> around. Nice. That's beautiful. <laughs> what a segue. Yes. Run to your closest a smartphone or computer go to dieharddice.com on there you'll see the webpage of an excellent online purveyor of dice hard dice probably i assume most of them are hard they come in metal and acrylic in all different colors and styles and you can just just start perusing start looking for what you want put it in your cart and when you go to check out use our code explorers wanted and you'll get 10 percent off your order that's high quality dice for a little bit cheaper and you're supporting the show your favorite show that you're listening to right now what do you think they're listening to right now? <laughs> <laughs> so go do that, please. Explorers Wanted. Die Hard Dice. 10% off. Well, who remembers what happened last time? I'm going to pick on Samson. Okay, so last episode, we just got back from the place with the fair folk. We're back in the real world. We find the horses have gone. And Imogene has the poopies. I don't remember why, but that's what I wrote down. So that's what happened. Reynolds and Robin are trying to figure out what to do with the horses gone. So Reynolds calls on the God of the Wild, represented by Disney's Tarzan. And we get a ride on some rhinos for the price of a favor to be called upon later. So we get on the rhinos after Imogene cleans herself up. Along the way, we encounter a rabbit that turns to us and says we're all going to die. As they do. That's cool. That's what you want to see on the road. Imogene runs after it, can't catch it, but does nab some berries on the way back. The berries fixed their tummy troubles. They did. They did? Yeah, they did. I feel like that's important so people don't assume and go, why wasn't Imogene affected by the bubble guts still? Because the berries fixed it. The berries are like a good berry, except only for your gut. I mean, bubble guts typically resolves at some point. Eventually. Usually after the bubbles have come out of your gut. <laughs> it's got to pop one of two directions. Unless you're lactose intolerant and keep eating dairy. <laughs> What, do you know me? I can't. Well, that's your own fault. <laughs> no, it isn't. You you try not eating ice cream and tell me it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
ice cream exists, I'm blameless. Cheese exists. Cheese exists. I'm not saying it's not justified. I'm just saying it's, it's your fault. Mm, it's my fault, and I don't care. <laughs> I'll care later. This is not now. Yeah, that's a future problem. Fuck future. Anyway, me. we found a circus. We found a circus on the road, and Reynolds gets a message from Tarzan that he wants the animals freed, and that this is a task that he wants to repay the rhino rides. So we do some scouting, find Ringmaster Top Hat Tom, get a tour of the back rooms, notice a tiger with a bracelet, and a bunch of animals that are just not enjoying themselves. Living terrible lives. Terrible, terrible, Dumbo lives. Being Dumbo. Yeah. Sad moms everywhere. Yeah. So we get a lay of the land, head out, do some planning. Imogene goes off and starts distracting everybody while Reynolds and Robin go about freeing the animals. We do that. It's pretty good. And then the tiger with the bracelet stands up and says, you people, or something like that. So now we have to deal with that. That's where we left off. Tiger with the bracelet. Reynolds and Robin are staring at this were-tiger who has just stood up and said, you, I knew it was you. Do we remember any were-tigers in our past campaign? Oh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, that was a question Reynolds asked shortly after arriving in this world was, are we going to have to face the were-tigers again? I did? Did I say that? Yes. Oh, well. Shame. Glad somebody was listening. Shame. What I get for improving, just trying to add to the larger world. Daniel also mentioned them when that one guy was like, the mayor or whatever, was like, you guys are the heroes of blah, blah, blah. You defeated the were-tigers of somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, I must have been looking in a different direction. I was here. I don't remember that. We were here. <laughs> we remember the were-tigers. You guys are facing this were-tiger, and... They seem to be preparing and crouching and getting ready to attack. Okay, so we don't know this guy personally. We just know we have a history. They're a were-tiger. I, I don't know if you ever got good at identifying the difference between them. As far as you remember, you guys slaughtered the were-tigers last that time. Sounds... But there weren't any left. I'm sure we defeated them in noble battle. Yeah, sure. sure. I don't know. It's, we were high schoolers at the time. I don't know if that was oh, noble. Yeah. Actually, the were-tiger has a higher dexterity, so I think they go first. Okay, well... Be that way. It's fine. So, let's see here. We have a strength of four. One of the claws swings out, and I guess technically, Samson, evens or odds? Uh, evens. Okay, and Alex will die. Even? That's an eight. So, the were-tiger came initially out of the cage that Robin opened. And so the were-tiger is going to hit Robin for one. Each. So you remove one of your guards. Each. And it's up to you guys who wants to go next. I'll go next, but I'm just going to cast my Trickster God spell, Last Place You Look. Oh, okay. So what this does is allow me to roll some dice and gain extra guard, extra temporary guard. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to do that real quick. Uh, wisdom pool, so that's three. I have one success do I also roll the d12 for this guy? Yes, anytime you're using your magical abilities. Alright, that's ten. I have one success. Okay, you have one extra guard. Excellent. That's my turn. Okay, Robin, you just got slashed at. Are they within arm's reach? Yes, they just slashed you. Fire touch. Ooh, okay. So this is a charisma-based roll. The difficulty will be one. Well, I have a foreign charisma. We have a six, a six, a three, and a four. Okay. That's two hits. It does not like that. If we just murder one animal, it's fine, right? It's one. Not an animal, he's a person. I mean, <laughs> we're tiger, they're tiger. Who cares? What, I. She doesn't mean that. That's. She doesn't mean that. <laughs> I, I recognize you as a sovereign person, your own life and soul and all that. He hit me. Okay, so she swings her claws at you. At me? Yeah. Being recognized, apparently, isn't offensive. <gasps> okay. What? Yes, Dan, what did you roll? <laughs> I rolled four successes, and two of them were sixes. Oh. <sighs> so it does the four attacks, so that it goes first against your guard, and then into... Okay. And because of the double special, you feel like a burning feeling along the claw mark. Almost like some extra infectious thing, possibly. 
Cool. <laughs> Great. Love it. Thank you. Thank you for this that thing that you've given me. <laughs> Turgok. These rhinos have stampeded through a tent and out into the forest. People are freaking out. Why? Some of the heavies are trying to run over, and uh, at least two of the heavies are coming towards you because they saw that you made the rhinos stampede, so they're going to try to act defensively. What would you like to do? I would like to find my character sheet. Okay. Um, within the character sheet. Okay, it was open. It was open. <laughs> I would like to use creative violence to defeat an army, a mountain range, a town, or a weakness. Okay. I would like to defeat this motherfucking circus. Okay, so. Including the were tiger. <laughs> Including the were tiger. Okay. It says I can defeat an army or a town. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm, she's, I'm, she's fucking wrapping this shit yeah, up. I'm just trying to picture it, but yes. So. So you're using creative violence. I got to roll. And so I guess you got to roll your D8. Yeah. I don't, I barely know what a D8 looks like. It took me a second. <laughs> Seven. Okay. Hell yeah. So describe to me Turgon defeat of this circus, burning that much creative violence all at once. Ooh, I got to say she takes her giant two-handed maul. And she, like, whips it out like a boomerang. And it just goes, like, through every single support structure and every single tent. And then as it's coming back around, gets that were-tiger right in the back of the head. Ooh, wow. Okay. And then somehow she's right there next to Robin and Reynolds and catches the two-handed ball in one hand. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And she is once again absolutely covered in gore. For sure. For sure. As she should. And it's after she catches the mall that all of the tents collapse. Hell yeah. Oh, that's very awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Robin and Reynolds, you guys were just in pitched combat, and all of a sudden, Turgon is there, covered in gore, and the screams from the circus have gone eerily silent. This works. Huh. All right. I That... Wow. Yeah, it works. I, yeah, I... All right. I'm thinking maybe I should have just did that from the beginning. Yeah. Uh no, well, no, we still needed to get the animals out of the cages. So I think I think we did this right, but I still I just incredible. Incredible work. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, honestly, looking back, the whole sideshow, you know, plan, not a great plan, but we recovered. Also, where'd this were tiger come from? Apparently the circus had captured were tiger they're not very good at identifying actual animals i suspect maybe they knew unless the were tiger was like purposely staying quiet i think top hat tom and his cadre of circus folk are just shit people so where where shit people i'm gonna say right now that turgon is wearing top hat tom's top hat at this point. absolutely she is if if you didn't say that danielle (laughs) she was gonna go looking for it it was gonna become part of her so yeah, massive gold or wait, did I decide silver was better? Yes, because of the reflection of I the think, blue, mm-hmm. pink, all those spikes, hardcore metal shit, and a mm-hmm. top hat. Where a little bit of like the ribbon around the brim is splattered just a slightly darker shade of red. Nice. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it does not smell good. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you think there's anything worth scavenging here? Oh, actually, another one of the tents, like, you could just hear the last bit of wood breaking, as you say. <laughs> well, wh- well, I mean, if there is any animals still around, uh, we still have the rhinos, I think. They're off in the forest. Yes. Well, I was also thinking maybe there's, like, a money box nearby we could probably take. Corpses to loot. Have at it, guys. You know, I feel like my work here is done. No, yeah, you take a cigarette break yeah. or something. You've ex- fucking awesome. I'm going to go stomp in some more shit. I was too clean for too long. <laughs> oh, I thought that was a gag. I mean, I'm trying to make you gag. Was that a gag? Was that a was that a pun? I I don't know anymore. It's <laughs> uh... Dan. Very quickly, I'm going to cast heal on myself, gain a health, and we gain our guard back after an encounter. Right? Yeah. Every combat, your guard resets. Noise. And then I'm gonna quickly loot around, see if there's a money box, try to find a tent or a carriage. Maybe that's seems very much like a way, like it might be like the business office, so to speak. 
Yeah, I think you find that. And I think you'll probably find, you know, they were charging two silver a person, find probably the equivalent of 20 gold. Robin's checking the corpses. What are you checking for in particular? Valuables. Anything that seems interesting. You can probably find the equivalent of like two gold worth of money that's on the various people's bodies that are around here. At least what you assume are bodies. Some of them just sort of look like something that went through a blender. Other than that, there's not much of value. I mean, most of these carnies weren't carrying, like, the best they had for weapons were really more like clubs. Mm. That is fair. And then at that moment, there is a fork of bluish green lightning that shoots across the sky. And for just a moment, all around where that bit of the sky is illuminated, you see a deep purple to the sky. Like a color of purple that is not twilight or anything like that. It's like a momentary bruise that appears across the sky. So lightning in the sky and then the sky around the lightning fades to purple for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Can I make like some sort of religion check to see if that's like a sign from one of the gods? Yeah. Give me just an intellect roll. Intellect. Three and a two. You're not sure. It it definitely looks foreboding, but you're not sure if it's a message from a particular god or not. While I'm looking around, can I offer like a a quick prayer, but like as a check in to the god of the wild, just to like check like we square a wild and savage one. You're clear in my ledger. All right, happy hunting. Then I go back to my business. After I get my gold, can I haul the rhinos back to us? You don't know where the rhinos are. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I remember we said we left them in the forest just a ways a bit, just keep them like separate from any circus shenanigans. Oh, no. Turgon rode them into town, slapped two of them on the ass to cause mega destruction distraction. Yeah, they ran off into the forest. Damn it, Turgon, you're too effective. Turgon's <laughs> Turgoning. Imogene, mm. do you see which way the rhinos went? Well, one went that way, and one went that way. And I was riding one, but then I threw my maul. I don't know what happened to it after that. The mall or the rhino? I have the mall, so I'm talking about the rhino. There. <laughs> Reynolds is going to look around and then see a, like, rhino shape underneath a nearby tent tarp. <laughs> and then he's just going to be like, we should go, actually. We should leave, I think. We'll just walk. We need to go before somebody notices. A rhino? No, the, the god that gave us the rhinos before they notice. Should have taken better care of your rhinos. I, mm, mm. <laughs> ah, excellent work today, Targon. Yeah, if only those, man, only we hadn't lost the horses. I blame myself. Mm. Well, they're not here now, so let's just walk and maybe we'll find something. Keep on keeping on. Okay. You guys walk away from the circus. I assume following the road again is probably the most safest direct path. Yep. At this point, it does take you several more days. Well, it's actually a little bit longer than that. Probably like four more days before you can see the Shining City up front. The Shining City is a bit of a misnomer. It's not particularly like fancy, although there are a couple towers that have mirrors set to the outside of them, which is what causes all the brightness. In your campaign, it was always a little bit variable how big it was. It kind of depended on like when you guys circle back to it over the course of Jericho's campaign. But what you're seeing right now is something that, by you know, medieval fantasy terms, is probably a fairly decent trade city. It's somewhat bustling. There is the ocean on one side of it, on the coast beyond. And of course, you know that this is the seat of government in this particular nation. And somewhere here is the Baron Lemur. There's a villa, right? Or something? An estate. And then we need to find Administrator Loitus at the estate. Mm-hmm. I'll start by getting into the city. So as you approach the city, it's definitely a trade city. So people are coming and going quite freely as you come in. And you can see all around you, just very like bustling markets. A lot of people pulled out like mobile stalls that they're selling wares from. There's the smell of cooking meats. It smells like some sort of like spicy vegetable stew. And... You can see that, you know, there's, you know, several inns fairly close to the entrance as well. And there are, like, government buildings farther down the way that you can see. But otherwise, you're welcome to the Shining City. Hey there. Hey. Hey, you. What? Oh, 
Yes? We're looking for uh, Admiral Cloytus. Administrator Cloytus. Administrator Cloytus. Oh, at the, uh, at the Baron's estate. Yes. Yes. Can you tell us where that is? Yeah. Take this road until you reach the fountain and then turn right. After a few more blocks, you should see the estate. It's, it's within the city walls. Is there a sign or what does it look like? Oh, you won't miss it. Oh, okay. Well, thank you very much. Have a good day. Imogene, are you okay? Why? Uh, that was, um, that was just very cordial. Very civil. Yeah. You know, ever since I destroyed that circus, I've just felt a little bit less disgusting. I don't like it. You don't look it? I don't like it. You know, when you reach a certain level of loathing, you know, you feel powerful. Like, you hate the world. And then you destroy a circus, and all that energy's gone. I feel almost normal. Do I smell good? Oh my god. I don't smell anything from you. I try to breathe through my mouth. Light sweat? The road? You just kind of smell like the road. Do we need to get into a tavern fight for you? Do you need to loosen up? I think when I get a chance, I'm just going to stare at a wall for a while. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll find some illicit fighting pits for you while we're here. I just want to be, be bored. We'll find some illicit fighting pits for you to watch and judge. and We'll find something. Let's find the barons first. As Turgon walks past, you detect the scent of Hatar an almost, like, rose perfume coming off of her. <laughs> Reynolds doesn't say a thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so you guys find your way to the Baron's estate. It's a rather large mansion, and you can see that there it has some of its own stables. Um, it's clearly, like, five stories high, which is insane for this area. Most of the v- buildings that you've seen are maybe two, three stories at most. Mm-hmm. And you can easily see there's the seal of the Baron, or at least the way Jericho always described it. You know, it had the image of a key to represent that they were the keys to the kingdom on an orange field. There's a pathway up to the house and personal entrance, and there seems to be sort of a business entrance for like people that are coming to conduct official business and aren't necessarily coming to the home of the Baron. I think we take the business entrance. just. Okay. Given what we have as credentials. So you take the business entrance. And as you come in, you see that there is a desk very early where there is somebody sitting there waiting to greet you. It's a rather young woman, like maybe in her early 20s, just kind of sitting there with a ledger. And they look up as you approach, say, yes, how can I help you? Hi, we're looking for Administrator Loitus. We have a letter to deliver to him. Oh, down that hallway third door on the left. All right. Thank you so much. We go to the door. Okay. So you go to the door. I assume knock. And Mr. Loitus, who's a very slender man in a cloak that seems to like utterly engulf him. Like it's not based off of his height, but there's something about his slightness in that cloak that makes you think like a little kid wearing clothes for an adult. (laughs) Like everything's just a little too big. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, as you are you know, ushered in by Administrator Loitus. He takes the note and says, oh, you've traveled quite a ways to bring this in. Not too far, only a week. Mm. Do I know you from somewhere? You look awfully familiar. Um, I don't recall if we've ever met, but I am Renard Bedlam of whatever group we decided to call ourselves in, when we were in high school. Oh, the Paragon. Well, that, that means you must be Joker and you must be Turgon the Terrible. Yes, sir. You seem less terrible than I expected. I'm going through a rough patch. <laughs> okay, well, fair enough. Well, thank you for delivering this. I'll make sure to, to process it and go from there. Is there anything else that I can help you with? Do you know or know of somebody who knows stuff about jewels or gemstones? Oh, well, I mean, the Baron is very fond of gemstones. Is he knowledgeable and willing to consult? on something do you know well i don't know if he's has time to consult but yes he's quite knowledgeable and it's at that point you hear this footstep it's almost like a clinking footstep coming down the hall like every step it's like there are loose rings jingling together and administrator Lloyd says oh i wasn't expecting the baron and as the baron steps into view the baron is about seven feet tall broad and athletic he is wearing finery, but the finery is very clearly also serviceable for 
any kind of physical activity he might need to do. Like, he looks like the kind of person who's ready to defend his estate, you know, at any moment, at any time. And you do notice that strapped to his back is a very huge broadsword. And dangling at his belt, that clinking sound that you were hearing, is a set of keys. And as you guys turn to face Baron Lemur for the first time, he doesn't look familiar in the look, because obviously you never met him, and his face is just something utterly new. But there is something about him. He looks like Mr. Larringer felt when you were teenagers. That's a janitor, right? Yeah. And he turns and looks and says, Loitas, who have we here? They're the Paracons, my Lord Baron. And the Baron turns and looks at you like, Huh, yes, I remember you. remember hearing of your exploits back in the day, although you've been gone for a very long time. Yes, we had some business in other lands. Interesting. It's nice to formally meet you, by the way. I am Renard Bedlam. Yes, the Godbinder. Turgon the Terrible. Turgon the Terrible, the Loath Knight. Which is odd, because you look, you've almost got a sunny sparkle to your eyes. Rubbing it right in there. Mm. And you must be Joker. I recently performed a great feat of strength, and I'm just a little drained. Can we stop talking about it? The Baron kind of pauses, and for a moment you realize that, like, Paragon or no, that came very close to crossing a line for him. Okay. (laughs) I see. Well, Loitas, I have to discuss with you uh, this latest tax levy. The Baron turns and looks at you three and says, You? You can go. Well, thank you for your time. Baron, is there any way that we could discuss something one-on-one whenever you have time? Make an appointment with my secretary down the hall. Excellent. Thank you. Have a good day. The Baron shuts the door as you guys step out. He sucks. Yeah. Do you guys recognize him? Yeah, so are they just copies, or are they other people that Jericho's trapped here? I... hmm. I hope they're copies, because I don't want this many people voting. What if they were players who agreed to stay? I don't remember what's-his-face as being a player. I think they're these are projections of Jer's, uh... We don't know what he's been up to. There'd be a lot of missing people reports, I feel. I mean, it'd be pretty interesting to have, like, a limited immortality, I guess you should say, if that were the case. As long as you stay alive, you don't age. Eh, seems like it would drag on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make an appointment with the secretary for the closest time for like a half hour, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's a week from now. (sighs) We're not keeping this appointment. We are going to keep the appointment. You tell Baron that, Miss Secretary Lady. We will keep the appointment in a week. Yeah, my name's Janice. Hi, nice to meet you, Janice. This is the first time you told me that. It's lovely. Thanks for asking now. Uh, (laughs) All right, we'll see you in a week. Okay, guys, step out of the business portion of the Baron's estate. Uh, Turgon was going to say, why do we even need to talk to the uh, Baron anyway? Can't be the only person who knows about gemstones. No, you're right, but he's also an important NPC in Jair's game, so if anybody's going to know anything, it might be him. But we could probably ask around any jeweler's shops or find any strange old men in hoods. Ask them. Phrasing. Well, it was Jair the first time. Don't look at me like that, Joker. All right? Phrasing. What phrasing? Strange young men in hoods. That's it. That's yeah. Let's go find some strange old men in hoods. Weirdo. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so as you guys are walking out of the estate and back into town, you notice as you're kind of going this other way down the path from where the original, you know, the direction you were passing to get to the Aaron's estate. And as you're going back the opposing direction, and as you kind of get just past that fountain again, you notice about a block away similarly structured in an intersection so it's in the center of an intersection instead of a fountain though it is a large statue of a man in wizard's robe with fishnet sleeve coming out from underneath the cloak and going around one finger and as you look at the carved face of the statue you realize it's Jericho Hmm. (sighs) like this doesn't bode well it's not. He I, might be a god or king. Seems kind of godlike. Is there a plaque or a plate at the bottom of the statue? There is. It just says, the master. Uh, I, excuse me, urchin boy. Yeah? 
<laughs> what day is it? We're new to the city. Can you tell us who this master is? You don't know who the master is? Nope. The master. The master of this realm. Oh, what? The master of this realm. What? Like the king? The emperor? No, the master. The king's the king. Okay, on a scale of, like, king to god, where's the master? Where would you place that master? The kid shrugs. (laughs) I don't know. He's just the master of this realm, from vertex to vertex. And where are those? The borders of the realm. Okay, so it's the master of the tax bracket is the master in. Do you know, Urgent Boy? <laughs> You're saying a lot of words that I don't understand. Uh, all right. What is the... Tell us the story of the master. Oh, hi, nice lady. Hi. Boy. <laughs> <sighs> Excuse me, Urgent Boy. Yeah? Just tell us the story of the master. What, what, what have your parents told you? My name's Lucas, by the way. Lucas Urgent Hello. Boy? Y'all don't seem big on asking people's names. Did you ask uh, Did you ask my name? Or did you just call me Nice Lady? Everybody knows who you are. You're Turg on the Terrible. Damn straight. Your statues are over that away. He points in a different direction. It's like, it's over there. They're a little bit smaller than this one, but they're there. We have statues. Holy shit. So is there a story of the Master? I mean, all I know is the Master's the Master. Everything in this realm is... He gave us everything, and for the most part, he just lets us be. Occasionally, he calls on people for special things, but otherwise, we don't bother him, and he doesn't bother us. Where does he live? I don't know. How long has he been calling upon people? As long as I can remember. And how long have you been fully conscious with narrative memory? (laughs) I don't understand a lot of those words. old are you? That's just his NPC response when we like get to the like end of a tree branch or a dialogue branch. It doesn't look like anything to me. <laughs> Storm's coming. <laughs> well, how old are you? I'm five. Okay. Thank you for your time, child. I mean, Lucas. Okay. That's nice. Do you guys have any candy? I have a gold coin. I'll take a gold coin. All right. Reynolds flips him a gold coin. Okay. The urchin boy takes it and starts running as fast as his little legs will carry him. You may have utterly disrupted the uh, child economy yeah. of of the city. It's hard to feel bad about that. You guys want to go look at our statues? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I hope mine's covered in a lot of pigeon poop. I, you know, maybe. It would be gross. Yeah. Okay. So you guys go over to where the boy indicated the statues were. And sure enough, there they are. They're very like flattering depictions of you all. As teens? Well, everybody's known you as your paragons, right? So your paragons probably weren't teens. Oh, right, right. So they had it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it shows Renard on one knee in contemplation, except that it's very clear that he's not praying. He's got a fist outstretched as if he's grabbing something to bind it. The statue of Joker shows Joker kind of leaping. So, like, kind of at an angle with one leg down as she's leaving. The- <laughs> like the Air Jordan's logo. <laughs> yeah, kind of exactly. Except she's got uh, daggers in her hands. And the statue has, like, given you, like, a huge toothy grin. And Turgon the Terrible's also incredibly impressive. Like, really, they did a great job kind of sculpting it to your armor. The weird thing is that your statue is the only one that doesn't have any pigeon poop on it. No! You can see a cleaning crew just leaving because they seem to have finished for the day. So they got through yours and didn't get a chance to go on. Why? Why would you do that? Gotta keep things clean. It's just their job. Don't bother them about it. Blossom is very quiet, by the way. (sighs) Is there any plaque or anything at the base of our statues? Yeah, they say your names. And they, underneath each one, they say, Paragon of the Realm. Mm. Do we have houses here? Not in the city. We've been to the Shining City before, right? Or our, our Paragons have? Yes. Okay. Is there a, uh, like a tavern that we frequented? Yeah. Yeah. The Split Eggplant was the name of it. Good old eggplant. You guys remember the eggplant? You guys want to go back there? Get some drinks before we go to the various pawn shops or jewelry stores or whatever? I mean, yeah. All of this waiting's killing me. Like, how are we going to find Jericho? Like, what? The gems. So what? Yeah, and hopefully we just finish that quest and then we could be done. But I don't know. Let's go find the split eggplant again. All right. 
as you walk, I think you see some people kind of looking at you guys and some are like whispering and pointing. Obviously, you're recognized as the Paragons. But I would say there's a moment as you guys are walking down this path where you can almost hear the faintest chuckle that seems to be coming from nowhere in particular. Does it sound like a Jericho chuckle or a Loki chuckle? Probably more like a Loki chuckle. Mm. Yeah, all right. And at that chuckling, you notice that Turgon the Terribles are walking. One of these peasants is coming by, accidentally trips. The water they're carrying in a pail splashes onto Turgon the Terribles' armor, and it like sluices down, and the armor looks even shinier than God before. God damn it! <laughs> oh, what terrible luck. <laughs> you. Reynolds. What? I didn't do anything. Other urchin boy who run into you. What about your friend? Joker? She's right here. You mean urchin boy number one? <laughs> this, this I remember. This I didn't like. <laughs> 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 so this isn't the first time NPC has just run into Turgon with a bucket of water and soap? Was it not a trick? After the chuckle, you said, oh, all right. And then something funny happened. Reynolds was just kind of noticing that Loki was up to some tricks and he thought it just better to like let the trick play out. The God of Mischief have his fun. Oh, I just figured Turgon <laughs> would know of Reynolds' Loki affinity. God thingy. Well, you, you officially, you definitely would because all that would have come up while you guys were around the table in high school. Yeah. I just don't know if it's obvious to anybody except Reynolds why that happened. Yeah, you you've heard Loki laughing. I don't know if anybody else did. Yeah. Would it help if I spit on you? Yes, but we agreed that's a line we wouldn't cross because then it, you know I'd always be like, "Hey, will you spit on me?" It would become like a thing. There, I could pay an urchin boy to do it though. See again? No, <clears throat> I'm just gonna go roll in the landfill after dinner. Okay. Maybe I'll eat a banana peel. I don't know. Find someone big for you to fight, and just you can wrestle in the mud with them when you're drunk. At the eggplant. You could find the stables. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but let's eat first. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you guys step into the split eggplant, and all of a sudden there's a chorus of cheers that says, The Paragons are back! Hello! Hi! Sorry, I'm writing stuff down. There's like four different tables trying to catch your attention to have you like come over and join them. Uh, Sit at the bar? Yeah, I think. Wave them away. Say thank you. So you guys go to the bar... The innkeeper will bring you whatever drinks you ask for. Turgon slash Imogene asks for a Bloody Mary, the most disgusting drink in existence. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Shots fired. Listen, if you got to put a celery in it to make it taste better, just saying. Some people put the whole GD burger in there. They put whole breakfasts in there. Mm -hmm. My favorite was honestly the pickle. Oh my God, it's so gross. Stop. <laughs> Stop. It's like liquid pizza. No, it's drunk. not. <laughs> so the bartender brings you a Bloody Mary. Reynard will order some, there's like a fancy fantasy whiskey. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. Fancy fantasy whiskey, please. Okay. They bring you fancy fancy whiskey. That's the actual distillery is fancy fancy. That's literally the label. Jericho didn't know anything about whiskey. <laughs> what does Robin order? Robin gets a milkshake. Okay. It's a little harder. It takes them a little longer because they don't have, like, refrigeration and things like that. Yeah. She knows she's being an asshat, but she does it anyway. Yeah. But they, they seem to scramble trying to meet your request. I imagine the best they can do in a medieval tavern is, like, some weird, like... Brothy milk? Butter ice cream or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the background, you notice two people that are kind of pushing each other for a little bit. and just as, But right before they settle down, one of them knocks their drink and it goes flashing and lands just a centimeter short of Turgon. Oh. You hear more chuckles. Oh. Everyone hears more chuckles or Reynolds? Just you. Hmm. You hear the faintest whisper of Blossom in your head, Turgon, that just says, Oh. It's nice to see you, you know, cleaning up and trying to make a good impression. I'm not trying. I tried one time, and I really should have just destroyed the circus from the beginning. That's my girl. <sighs> hey, bartender. Yes? Do you have a name? Thank you for asking. My name's Keith. Hi, Keith. 
How can I help the Paragons? Uh, yes. You know anything about jewels? Just that they're worth money. Do you know anybody who knows anything about jewels? Yeah, I mean, there's some, some shops that do gem cutting and whatnot around here. Are you looking for something like that, or are you looking for a more unsavory type? Oh, I don't really know at this point, but probably unsavory, just given the shenanigans we get up to as Paragons. I see. The bartender reaches over, picks up a napkin. Like, not a really napkin, but like a... He has like this little like scrap of paper that's there, and he pulls out a quill and jots down essentially like the description of an address. They don't really use like street names here. It's more like he draws you like a little map Mm -hmm. and he says this corner after 10 at night, she's usually there. Just uh, keep an eye on your bags. She's got light fingers. Thank you very much, Keith. Very welcome. Another round guys. Turgon, how are you feeling? (laughs) Turgon burps. Ugh, that was terrible. Give me another one. Bartender brings you another one for sure. I don't know how you guys drink these. Well, it helps to be hungover when you do it. No way. No, no way. I No, I'm serious. Sunday morning, go to the Bloody Mary bar, get breakfast in a cup. That sounds absolutely disgusting, so I'll have to try it. <laughs> Did you get it with olives? I like the oh, olives. Oh, Samson, stuff that's olives. Stace, all right. Oh, stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Where does the role play end? Just a full Cumberland sausage in there. <laughs> what a Cumberland sausage is, but I know what I'm picturing. I need to look it up. I don't want to because I'm very worried. My name's James Cumberland. This is my sausage. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the coily one. Okay. So yeah, you guys get another round. Time passes. Honestly, you guys could drink as much as you want because people will keep coming by and wanting to offer to buy the Paragons around. Mm, I'm going to, while that's happening, while somebody is maybe talking to Turgon, I'm going to whisper over to Joker. Hey, so I think Turgon, Imogen, both of them would really appreciate it if they got into like some sort of scrap, like a bar fight. You want to start a bar fight? Good fight? Sure. Whatever you think is best. I feel like we should ask Keith, Justin first. No. No, I, I'll handle Keith. You you do your thing and just start something. You hear a uh, whisper in your ear, oh, you're going to ruin all my fun. I'm going to whisper back, I'm just changing the fun. You'll have your fun. You'll have your chaos. All right. You get started. I've got a move of my own, too. All right. Can I bless Joker? Is that one of your things? Uh, it's not an explicit thing, but can I bequeath the blessing of Loki upon Joker for this moment? You can try, but you're going to be negotiating with Loki for that. Oh, all right. Because it's not one of your explicit scriptures. <sighs> all right. Meanwhile, across from Turgon, there is one person, they're talking, they're just joking about something or other, and then all of a sudden they sort of stand up straighter and look around like a little confused for a moment, and they say, so anyway, what I was saying is just that, you know, it's important to, you know, be present as a parent, and that financial support is not enough. And then they pause, and they turn and look right at Turgon, and then they look back. Jericho, I swear to God. Who? Who? Why'd you say that? Why'd you look at me? I'm just talking to my friend here. Yeah? Kind of feels like you were talking to me. Really? You know what I hate? What's that? People who peaked in high school keeping me trapped in one of these fantasy realms. That's what I hate. I don't know what high school is. I mean, was it even peaking? And the figure turns back and says, honestly, it's, you know, like not even trying. Trigon kicks them in the face. Yeah. By the way, you can move your emotion up one notch. Hells Yeah. And Blossom starts to glow. And now... Oh, that's my girl. You found your way. And now that Turgon is emotionally engaged, intimidating gaze kicks in, and now Turgon the Terrible looks terrible once more. Yeah, people sort of scatter a little bit, including this figure who looks a little confused. And Reynolds, you hear in your ear, See? I had a good move left. I, no, I, it's fantastic. Thank you for doing that. She looks a lot better. Thank you. And the figure that you were talking about was very confused. Like, they have no idea what just happened. So, like... Well, they just got kicked in the face. Oh, you just kicked him in the face. Yeah, so they're lying on the ground. They don't know what's going on. And his buddies stop for a second, and they say, Paragon or not, you can't do that to Dave. And the three of them charge at you to push you back against the bar. What would you like I to mean, do? I mean, she, she go and fight him. Okay. 
So here's the quick question. Like, how deep on the bar are they pushing her? Because Joker would like to spill her milkshake, like, right on the bar. Like, eh. Oh. Give the option. Lean into it. Okay. I mean, they haven't gotten her back there yet. They're pushing her back in that direction until Turgon does something. How many? Two. Yeah, so Turgon will uh, just push him back hard with her maul, but she's, like, holding it with two hands like a bar. She just, like, pushes them uh, back. Yeah, I think you're able to do that because these guys aren't particularly special or any way. They're just technically peasants. They're commoners. So you push them back, no problem, and they actually, like, stumble for a moment and pick up their friend and, like, start carrying him out as fast as they can. And the rest of the area around you is just sort of scattering. People are spreading out farther away from you, and there's just sort of a, like, frightened whispers. Jericho's playing games. She's just as bad as they said. That's right. Worse. He wants to buy me a drink. A few people tentatively <laughs> come over and buy you a drink. So the evening goes on. And so now it's at the time where if you wanted to meet that fence or whatever they are, you could, or you could wait till the morning and go look for gem cutters in the markets. Oh, meet the fence. Yeah, let's go meet the fence. Okay. So you follow the directions on the map to go to the fence. And you reach this corner and you do see someone standing there in a dark cloak with the hood drawn low. And as you approach, they kind of shift their eyes and look. This woman's voice, it's kind of almost a little bit uh, husky, though. And she asks, I never thought I'd be doing business with paragons. How can I help you? And she pulls down her hood. And it's not the same. Again, it's not like a perfect copy. But Turgon, it looks a lot like Imogene's older stepsister. And that's where we'll end this episode. Nice. That tracks. That tracks. Samson, something about this episode. Um, The fucking circus stays just fucking flattening that thing. No problem. And just, yeah, that was dope. Yeah, that was very it cool. It took a lot of rolling and shit to get there, but. <laughs> Four episodes of rolling and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And that was just emotional scale level three. You can get up to six. Oh, fuck. So we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you'd really dig. This week, it is Samson's turn. Samson, what would you offer our listeners an XP to check out? Uh, so I'm not usually a fan of this, but I would offer our listeners an XP to check out an anime called Blue Lock. Now, here's the thing. Blue Lock is a sports anime, which is very much against my credo. But Blue Lock rules. So normally a lot of sports anime are very much like kind of get the team together, all the disparate personalities. They need to like come together to be a team and that's how they win. Blue Lock is like the exact opposite about that. So it's about the Japanese government have started this Blue Lock program. And what it is, is a program to find the best strikers of Japan. This is a soccer anime. So the strikers are the people who are. Okay, I was going to ask. It's about soccer, I should say. Strikers make more sense now. Yeah. Japan is looking for strikers because I bet, I guess the uh, reputation with Japan's soccer team is that like the teamwork's good. The fundamentals are good, but they just don't have that, the like aggressive push. They don't have the teeth to be like real winners. So they get the best strikers in Japan and they are going to put them through a battle royale soccer thing. Yeah. Battle Royale soccer thing to find the best striker in the world, or at least make whoever's left standing the best striker in the world. And it's a lot of fun. Because these characters are, like, obsessed and, like, borderline psychopathic. Ooh. So it's just a lot of fun to see all these guys just, like, come in, just play, like, mad dog soccer. And, like, it's still a team, so it's, like, a bunch of, like, strikers trying to make a team. And you just see them just, like, tear each other down, fight, use each other's tools to, like, their own advantage. It's so cool. And the, like, hype moments, because it's a sports anime, which means it's, like, a shonen fight anime. Like, the same vibe as, like naruto or demon slayer it's got that same vibe but i was gonna say prince of tennis prince of tennis yeah i know some sports anime that's it prince of tennis that's it prince of tennis iq and then i've heard of one called birdie wing which is about a bunch of lesbians golfing i'm gonna check that one out too oh i was gonna say is it the butt wrestling anime <laughs> no that one's that one's for not the podcast <laughs> <laughs> but yeah blue lock very hype moments I am probably not going to watch any other sports anime besides Birdie Wing, because, again, lesbians playing golf. Yeah, why not? What about the Hikaru no Go? Is that a sport? I'm not familiar, so I don't know. <gasps> oh, it's like Yu-Gi-Oh, but Go. 
<laughs> that sounds goofy. But yeah, Blue Lock, it's very hype. If you like shonen anime, give that a shot, especially if you're not like super into sports anime usually. It's fantastic. It's so much fun. And the first season is done and it's all fantastic. So go watch that Blue Lock wherever you find your anime. Okay, awesome. And if people wanted to tell us what they think of Blue Lock or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? They can go to our website, explorerswanted.fm. On there, you'll see all our socials. On Twitter, we are at Explorers Wanted. On Instagram, at Explorers Wanted Podcast. On Mastodon, we are at Explorers Wanted, at Camp. But the best place to hang out with us and talk about the stuff that you've heard on this podcast is our Discord, explorerswanted.fm slash Discord. Come there and talk about plants and animals and memes and video games and all that good stuff. Also, if it is within your means and feeling generous, patreon.com slash explorers want is a great place to support us or use our dice affiliate code with diehard dice explorers want to check out and get 10% off your order. Yeah. And if you can't financially support us, we totally understand. The best thing you can do for us is to tell your friends, tell them why you like the show, why they should listen to it. The second best thing is to leave us a five-star rating and review on a podcast directory like Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. And if you didn't like the podcast, or if you just felt it was meh. Well, I've got a hot tip for the next time you run your own in-person game. Try to up the ambiance in your home to give off the right feel. Playing something cyberpunk? Put up neon lights and make your players personal health dependent on a service agreement. Doing a dungeon crawl? Consider releasing vermin trained to scurry up their legs. You don't have vermin? No worries. I've got you. Just don't look down. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Mastodon as Daniel at Anderlik, A-N-D-R-L-I-K dot org. You can find me on our Discord. I'm Stace Windu. I'm still on Twitter, despite all the signs pointing that I should get off. I'm at Slam Potato on Twitter and at Slam Potato at Dice.Camp on Mastodon. That is a true mood. I'm also still on Twitter watching it burn. I'm Real to Unicorn there, and I am over on Twitch as Tea with the Unicorn. All right, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye! bye.